We we had a week hiatus. Um, I don't know if anyone has noticed, but we took a week off because Jackie's been busy being a superstar. Yeah, holla! I went back to Charleston, South Carolina, which is the capital of the film and television industry. That is, we have moved to LA to get away Am I from right? the film and Business TV industry. Is booming there. Um, so yeah, I went back home. I filmed an episode of The Inspectors, which is a Saturday morning CBS show. For those of you in England, it's kind of like Doctors. Yeah, I would say that. The TV program, not just going to the GP. Right. It's not like going to the general practitioner. It's not. Do you have GPs here in America? We would have like your primary care physician, your PCP, which is also the name of like some kind of drug. So I guess that's why we don't say like, I'm going to go see my PCP. You're going to go see a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. My friend went to Amsterdam and he took weed cakes, um, yeah. which is, for me, I wouldn't imagine it being strong. But I don't think I've ever eaten. I don't think You've I've ever done an edible. edible no. Um, but he was in a casino and he suddenly thought that everyone else that was in the casino was a clown mm -hmm. and that these clowns were coming to beat him up. So he completely, completely smashed this casino what? up and got thrown out. And it was the day that he was leaving to fly home. He said he got to the airport and he was just lying on the airport floor. Uh -huh. Just kind of stoned a little bit, but out of his mind. And he realized that the security guard was coming over. Maybe yeah. probably, maybe to talk to him to say, hey, don't Are lie okay? on that floor. <laughs> yeah. Or just because there was a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever it might have been in mm -hmm. the vicinity of where my friend was. And my friend was like, right, there's security there. I need to act cool, man. I need to act cool. So he got up and he just started body popping <laughs> in front of the security guard. What? He just started popping and locking. Because I don't know, in his in his high state, when he was like, yeah. act cool, man, that was the coolest thing that, that he could have done at that period of time. That reminds me, um, back when I lived in Charleston, South Carolina, the film and television hub, I was supposed to be an extra in Magic Mike XXL, which I was super excited for. I was going to be like this strip club waitress, and I got fitted for like a little gold outfit, and I was so pumped. And they didn't use the cocktail waitresses. But anyway, I hung out on set all day with the real strippers, and they said in one scene, like, they told all the girls to start dancing, and one of them just started body popping and locking. I How would, awkward is that? I don't know. I Your would, boobs would just be flopping all over the place. Like, yeah, I think I would go to you a prefer body. That? I didn't say prefer, but I think that guy wanted to go to King of Diamonds, uh -huh. right, when we were in Miami or when we were in Atlanta yeah. for the midget stripper, right. right? So I think I would go to a strip club to see the breakdancing stripper. Like, mm, I think, all right, all I right. think the strippers... Like a novelty act. Yeah, I think there's a niche there for, yeah. a, for a breakdancing stripper. That is true, because everyone does like the sexy pole dancing and like the twerking, but like where's the break dancing exactly. at? Exactly. Like yeah, you're you're doing windmills and stuff and yeah. spinning on your head with your legs wide open. True. So like I think it's I did a pole dancing class once. Did you? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking hard. It's so hard. I've done one too, yeah. I couldn't do any of the moves. So I, I couldn't went, even do the floor parts. Yeah, there's a um a dance studio in London called Pineapple Pineapple Studios. Yeah. And I know a few friends that work there and I know some attractive girls that go there. I was a single man at the time mm -hmm. and they had a pole dancing class. And I was like, 
I'm going to go and do some pole dancing yeah. because I have ulterior motives. Right. I did, so I did, I don't know if you know this or people listening know this, but I studied dance. I did dance A-level. So okay. A-level would be when um, our college, so your... Like last year of high school or Yeah, 16, 17. So I studied dance and it was me and just one other guy that was in the class. <laughs> and it was all The rest of them were all girls. Right? Oh, okay. Um, and I kind of did it A for that reason and B because I was stupid. Not because I was stupid to choose that, as in I was just stupid. So there was no way that I was going to be doing a science or (laughs) anything like that. It was my life has been performing arts or unemployment, which (laughs) they also go hand in hand. I think performing arts is unemployment. Uh, But I I carried that on. So I did, I went to a pole dancing class at Pineapple and I thought there was just going to be tons of attractive women there or strippers there boy was I wrong (laughs) they were it was kind of like women that were trying to hold on to their husbands maybe and this was last chance saloon they were like hubby is having an affair or he's gonna leave so maybe if I learn how to pole dance and I give him this sexy striptease when I get home he'll stay which is Um, bullshit well I think Think being sexy is a big part of a relationship. I think for the women and for the man, like the man that you marry, and then all of a sudden he starts getting a beer belly, and you're not as physically attracted to him as you once were. Right. I think you, in the same way that you should always continue to date. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not saying this was the reason that they were in the class, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that's how you perceive. Like when we went to Atlanta, I thought Atlanta was going to be like a Ti music video, mm-hmm. and it really wasn't. And I was thoroughly disappointed with it. Like, in the same way I was disappointed with this pole dancing class. Okay. But my point is, when I had to do the pole dancing, it's really hard. It really is. It's a lot of body weight stuff. So now when I go to strip clubs, I just go to appreciate their pole work yeah, yeah. rather than for the breasts and mm-hmm. the, the physicality of yeah, the woman. like as a researcher. Kind of a, mm-hmm. yeah, just I, I see it more of a gymnastic sport rather right. than kind of sexual exploitation. Yeah. No, especially it is like when you like look at like pole dancing championships. I don't know where you watch those, but I've seen some clips on the internet. Um, I've seen, I think I've seen, <laughs> Shut I up. think I've seen some similar clips. So I remember Jackie, you told me this story once, and the first time that you had kind of discovered sex or oh, yeah. um, porn, maybe, what was the website, what did it you type in? sex.com. I was like, yo, this sounds like a good place to start. I was 10 years old. I typed in sex.com and like all these pop-ups started coming up and I was like ooh and then my dad came in he was like Jackie and I was like I was curious and like broke down into tears I remember I must have been maybe 14 Uh um, and I was also slightly curious I was Uh discovering my body and I went on like a chat room or something like that to talk to girls it was kind of like um, softcore porn, okay. maybe, and a pop-up appeared, <laughs> and, it said, and this was when dial-up internet was a thing, yeah. so we didn't necessarily have Wi-Fi, so they might have been bandwidth or something mm-hmm. like that, and this pop-up appeared, and it said dialing, and you know, it, the internet back in the day used to make those weird <laughs> noises, so it started doing that, uh-huh. but it was connecting to the website that I wanted it to connect to, and I really didn't know, and my mum got a bill 
that month for something like two, three hundred pounds. What? Because I phoned up this XXX one eight hundred number or whatever, this premium hotline. <laughs> and my mum, I remember, she came home when she got the when she opened the bill. <laughs> Jamie, what is this? I don't know, mum. I don't know. There must there was a virus on the computer. I don't know. And so we had to. She had to phone the telephone yeah. operator, or whatever. And I think the bill got squashed. Uh, but I definitely, definitely uh, learned my that learned my lesson. Yeah, yeah, free porn is the best thing that's happened. It really is. I, I think of all the things that the internet can be used for, mm-hmm. I do think ninety percent of the internet is maybe. I think, but it's like super high. That kind of number. Is it ninety percent of it is used just for porn? Yeah, ninety percent of the internet. I would like to like look into that. <laughs> look into the porn or look into the. Both. <laughs> Your week hasn't been porn or drugs, but you yeah, didn't, but you But were. I was in Charleston. It was running into old flames. I ran into two ex-boyfriends. Okay. Yeah. The first was like, the first kind of started my, my older men flame. Okay. Was a guy I met when I was 18. He was 26 at the time, which is a good, what, eight year age difference? I feel like anything under 10 years is acceptable. Yeah. So I'm trying to work it out. I think the rule, the rule of thumb mm, is mm-hmm. that you are meant to half your age and then add five. Okay. So he was 26, so 13 yeah. plus five is 18. All right. Okay, so you're on the cusp. I was well within a... I don't know well within. I was narrowly within the rights. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be arrested, but your parents may have frowned upon. Precisely. So we met at a party... And his opening line was, my name is Sam Duncan, but they call me Slam Duncan because he'd like thrown a can into the trash can. And you were black, so maybe he assumed that you liked basketball. Exactly. Which I appreciated that. He looked at me and assessed. I like the fact that I said you were black. (laughs) Yeah, still black, guys. Suddenly changed. Still black. Still doing the black things. Forever black. (laughs) Black power. (laughs) He was this white country guy who was wearing a white beater and like a backwards hat, as they do. And so then the he, next one he used was, I guess he was going with this whole, like, I'm going to use this racial <laughs> slang because she's into that. So he goes, you know, I work on a farm. They call me the gringo with the lingo. <laughs> no, just, you might have had some Mexican heritage somewhere in you. Some people have said I look Dominican. So yeah. yeah, maybe he was trying to reach to both of my cultural backgrounds yeah, there we in go, the yeah. same conversation. He was really thoughtful, yeah. you know? Uh, It kind of made him sound like an overseer, but, you know, (laughs) to each his own. I was into it. So a few days later, I did go out on a date with him, which consisted of me going to his house and we drank some PBRs. Um, But then on the way home, he dropped me back at my house so I didn't have to walk. He was a gentleman that way. So I got into his blue Ford pickup truck and he drove me home. As we established in the last podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. All it takes is a pickup truck and you... Yeah, it was really the icing on the cake. You know, when I got to his house and saw it parked up front, I was like, oh my God, I did well. You didn't... Did you not know he had a pickup truck before you even went to his house? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess from the fact that he was a farmer, I kind of assumed, but you never know. He could have been some kind of poser, but Mm. this proved that he was the real deal. Mm. Mm -hmm. I was watching TV the other day and there is a tinder kind of thing for farmers farmers only you Farm- don't have to be lonely at farmersonly.com okay so say you hadn't moved to la you if were still, still in you were mm-hmm. still in south carolina and you only could download one dating app and it was tinder or it was farmers only what one are you going for 
I might do farmers only just to buck against the trends. Yeah. Everybody's on Tinder. And I guess that gives you a wider pool, but it just gives you a wider pool of shit. With farmers only, it's like you're picking the cream of the crop. Crop. Get it? <laughs> so anyway, I'm in Sam's pickup truck and we're kissing or whatever. And then I managed to hit the horn. And I'm like, awkward. That is my cue to leave. And then I realized my ID has fallen out of my pocket. And I'm like, shit, he's about to figure out I'm underage and this is all going to go downhill so quickly. And he hasn't even taken me out to a restaurant yet. So I need to figure out a way to fix this. And the thing I come up with is that I should flash him, which was a horrible idea for a couple of reasons. One, because my boobs are really tiny and like that's not going to be a distraction. And two, also because because my boobs are really tiny, he's going to realize like this is not a full-grown woman. Her boobs are small. She may not have hit puberty. Um, so I'm standing there like with my shirt up and like he just looks like kind of confused and then I hear like my mom scream and the porch light come on because she's seeing me like standing out in my driveway with my shirt up and this rogue man in a pickup truck and then I realize uh, I should probably just wait for this whole hooking up thing till I get back to college and let a frat boy grope me. There are plenty of people at college that are that are there just for the groping. For that sole purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and fling number two? Fling number two. Uh, that one was a bit longer than a fling. That was a six-month relationship. Okay. That's quite a long time. Yeah. At the time we were dating, I had a huge crush on his roommate. Oh. And his roommate is actually the one I met first. Oh. So his roommate I met at, I was a cocktail waitress at the time. And he like used to come in and he had this like long shoulder, like curly brown hair. And just like commanded the room when he came in. And I was like, oh my god, this guy is hot. And we were, like, chatting one night, and he was like, oh, like, you should go out with my boy. And I was like, okay, I guess so. Like, second best is better than nothing. So. I don't know if I agree with that <laughs> statement, but. So I ended up going out with the second dude for six months, and it ended not on good terms. And so I was walking downtown, and this guy is, uh, he does, like, a rickshaw, like a bike taxi. Mm -hmm. And so he bike taxis past me, and I'm like, oh. And he's like, looks at me and he goes, are you freaking kidding me? And cycles off. So for the duration of that six months, the housemate that you actually wanted, the yeah. roommate, he was in a relationship? He was in a relationship. And the girl lived in the house. Uh, so, so at no point did he suddenly become single and no, kind of gave no. you opportunity to jump ship. No, there was like one night though, he was super drunk and I was probably a little bit drunk. I don't know how much of this memory is real and how much of it I'm making up. But, like, I remember, like, looking at him, and he was like, you can't look at me that way. You know what will happen. But maybe that was just a fantasy I had. Yeah, and maybe the thing with you know what will happen is the fact that his girlfriend would have been the shit out of you. I maybe. prefer to think that he just would have, I would have been irresistible. Yeah. Are you friends on the on the Facebook? No, that's what I'm saying. No. Like, I haven't looked him up just because I don't want to, Open you know, some old wounds. Exactly. You know, I'm just trying to be happy with what I have. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great for me. You don't want to look at other people because they might be better. Great. So that's the end of this podcast. We're never doing it again because um, it's now Jackie just says yes because she has to. That's what the podcast should be called. Jackie has said yes because she has to. Right. What did you do while I was gone? What did I do? So I had an audition this week. And the audition, the, the breakdown was looking for authentic British actors. That's you. That's right up my street. So I went to it and I went into a room and um, I've signed a non-disclosure form about this commercial, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. <laughs> the project is called Flowers. I don't know why, Ooh. but it's for a, a, a mobile phone, I assume. 
So I had to go in and there was a little script that I had to learn and talk about. And I did it and the casting director looked at me and he said, oh, I don't suppose you speak French or German by any chance as well. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? I'm in the room. <laughs> Let me say yes. Let me double my chances. Uh -huh. I was kind of like double bluffing because right. I might, I was going to, I just said, oh yeah, I speak French uh -huh. for him to go, oh, cool. And note it down yeah. because then I knew the lines so I could at least just go learn the, the, I, yeah, yeah, I could learn the lines that I needed to do. It's like five <laughs> lines. I'm capable of doing that. Yeah. And he said, oh, great. Can we hear it again? in French and I said yeah <laughs> so he made me do another slate so okay. a slate you're standing when you're first standing in the room they just ask you your name uh, and their agency that you're with mm -hmm. maybe so my name is Jamie Howard I'm with blah 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 so they did that uh, again so they did a, a new slate at the beginning and I did it in French mm -hmm. right I was like bonjour je m'appelle Jamie right great <laughs> great I had him fooled brilliant uh -huh. and then he was like great okay so we'll do the lines and i don't know french right but i do know that i have quite a good french accent so i just said the lines in a french accent so um the lines are what is that and then he responds i'll say oh what does it do so it's a phone then where can i get one that's the line okay uh -huh. So when I first did it in English, he was like, fantastic, one more time, did it again. So I did it in French, and I looked, and I went, uh, well, what is that? What can I do? So it is a phone. Where can I get one? And he looked at me, and there was, I didn't, I didn't break character. Right, right. I, I was, you were a Frenchman. I was fully committed. In my head, I had a beret and a baguette mm -hmm. and a black and white stripy Stripe, shirt. Yeah. I was I was a Frenchman through and mm -hmm. through. And he looked at me and he went, okay, great. Can we have it again, but in French? <laughs> and then I was like, shit, I can either make something <laughs> up, but then I know it will just com completely turn into gibberish. Right. So I went, yeah, like that. And he went, no, 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 not in a French accent, in French. And I went, oh, no, I don't actually, I don't speak French. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was a crazy and like he would quite like to beat me up. <laughs> and he went, okay, well, thanks for coming, man. Um, and that's the last I heard. I didn't get a call back. But I also <laughs> didn't get a call from my agent to say, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. So I think a part of him appreciated. It was your uh, can-do attitude. I, yeah. And it's, I'm, I had to say, I had to say yes. And my German accent, not that great. Right. When I was back in Charleston, my friend made me go see Annabelle 2, which you're looking at me blankly. It's a horror movie. I'm guessing it's the sequel to Annabelle 1. It is. Ooh, you pick up on those context clues. <laughs> so in our first podcast, we were talking about whether any... Yeah, we were talking about sequels. Yeah. Is, had, had you seen Annabelle 1? I hadn't seen Annabelle 1, so I can't speak to whether this was an improvement or a mm. disappointment. Well, we uh, had one response about Home Alone 2 being better than Home Alone 1. And that Captain America 3 yeah. could even possibly be better than the Captain America 2. two? Which was better than Captain America one. So, so there are there are better sequels. Yeah, definitely. Out there. So you mm -hmm. went and saw Annabelle two. Mm -hmm. Which 
I think the entire, well, you can't see my position, but I'm kind of in like, if you take yoga, happy baby pose. That's pretty much how I watched the film. Like my knees were up to my eyes the whole time. Because I really don't like horror films. They really stress me out. I'm not a horror film kind nah. of guy. I'm a, I'm a rom-com. Right. I like rom-com because there is some funny, there's some... There gets to be some like snappy back and forth yeah. dancers. Yeah, some, like, there's some like, ebbs and I don't flows. like you, you don't like me. Except we do like each other. Exactly. There might be some, oh, you think, oh, they're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Oh, they are going to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. The occasional gangster film, mm, you know? Mm -hmm, I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a good fella, Scarface kind of guy, quite like that. Horror films, no. Not you. It's really not any of my family. Like, my little sister, for the longest time, my dad, we were at my dad's house, and we had seen the trailer for The Strangers, which was that one where the people wearing white hoods, so kind of like KKK hoods, except slightly different so that it didn't seem racist. And we were all terrified of this trailer. And so my dad just started saying strangers every time Erica was around and she would burst into tears. And then he just brought it down to like stra and then she would still burst into tears. And then anytime he said the letter S, she would just cry on command. She was like a trained dog. So talking about the KKK, uh -huh. I also, so I, for the longest time, was growing my hair. Right. Um, and three weeks ago, maybe, mm -hmm. I, I cut my hair off, I, I shaved it off. And then it was it was growing out a bit and it was looking all messy. Mm -hmm. So last week I've shaved it down to a number one, which is really, really short. Okay, yeah. so I, I shaved it down. And the day after is when all the Like Charlottesville? Charlottesville Shut thing up. was happening. And now I look like some mad neo Nazi. I've definitely chosen the wrong time. To shave Yeah, especially my now hair. that I'm looking at you, you're wearing like all these silver rings on your hands. You look like you want to punch somebody. I've got some Doc Martin boots yeah. on. <laughs> An army combat right? jacket. <laughs> you just have to hold my hand everywhere we go so people don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah. It looks like we... So we were out yesterday and we were walking down the street and there was a, a, a black girl that was in a car that really stopped and looked at us and really, really smiled. And it does look like we may have met at that rally. <laughs> yeah. And I was really shouting at you and you were really shouting at me. And we spoke and we kind of forgot about our, our differences. differences. And we were like, you know, some of what he's saying is making sense. <laughs> and some of what she's making is saying is making sense. And we, and we found this, this common right. ground. Mm -hmm. and you saw this horror film that you're not a fan of, the horror genre. No. And it was one of those, like, exorcisty ones. Those are the worst ones. Because there's certain things, like, if they happened, I feel as if there's some recourse. Like, big monster movies, like, I don't really mind those. Because I feel like you can come up with a way to defeat the monster or hide out or something. But, like, I don't know how to defeat a demon. No, and I, I do also think that the likelihood of there being a Godzilla uh -huh. is kind of... Yeah, it's is, pretty is low. It's really slim. But the chance of there being a poltergeist... Mm -hmm. Is, pretty high. It's pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who've been like, I've seen a ghost. This place is haunted. Not so many people running around being like, Godzilla's real. But you know what happens? Why don't we or people ever see ghosts of anything but humans? Like, why are there no dog ghosts? Or dinosaur ghosts. Am I right? And why are ghosts always white? Why can't they be black? But as in, but yeah, but also... But yeah, yeah. As the, in. the historic... And they're always old. They're always wearing... Old-timey um, clothes. Old-timey clothes. Why They're always there... in a nightgown. Why is everyone dying in their sleep? Exactly. Why? But why isn't there, like, a, why isn't Tupac 
coming around uh-huh. as a ghost. Why? Why is there no? Why are there no urban ghosts? Why are there no like goat ghosts? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see the goat ghost? It's always just so, which makes me think that it's kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Although my um, great nan, I think, not yeah, my great nan, she owned a pub, and that had a poltergeist. Yeah, they would make the bed, and then all of a sudden the sheets would just fly off the bed, or they had a massive bookshelf, and books occasionally would just fall out of the bookshelf. But they never saw the person responsible that for that thing, or the goat. Maybe, maybe. They, maybe when that happens and you can't see it's the, an animal ghost. maybe it's an animal ghost. Mm-hmm. So what is the um, storyline? What is the storyline of Annabelle two? Okay. So Annabelle two opens and there's a little girl running around leaving notes for her father. Find me! Ha ha ha! I'm hiding. And the father finds her, and it's all happy and lovely because the father and daughter are playing. And then the mother comes out, and they all are on the ground tickling and laughing, and ha ha ha. Oh, two-parent household. Am I right? Show off. Glad you died. (laughs) Right? So, how do you know she died? Look at you jumping ahead of the gun. You said there's a... Yeah. Oh, okay, you're I, right. I, I gave it away. I, but I gave it away. You gave it away. Uh, maybe I jumped to a conclusion, but I jumped to the conclusion that you kind of gave me. <laughs> <laughs> so, one day, the family goes to church because they're very wholesome. And on the way home from church, they get a flat tire. Oh. So, the dad's out fixing the tire. The little girl gets out. And she's like, oh, there's a car. Let me hail it down. The car doesn't see Annabelle. Annabelle gets hit and run over by the car and she's dead. So the parents are really sad and they're like, what is the way we can get our kid back? Let's pray to Satan and maybe he'll bring our daughter back. To Satan? Mm-hmm. They're a church-going family. Yeah. Why not Praying to... to God wasn't working. He didn't do anything. So they were like, we'll, we'll pray to whoever. We'll do it. And Satan was like, yeah, dog. I don't feel that they believe in church. I think they, I think they were going to church mm-hmm. in order to get Annabelle into a good school. Probably. You know, it was a catchment area mm-hmm. that you needed mm-hmm. to go, you needed to show face. My mom did that. Too. Yeah. They neglected to, like, leave that part of the storyline out. But if you any, want, if you any are... savvy watcher would have picked yeah, up on yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. They are fraudsters. 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 Again, glad Annabelle died. Yep. Um, so they got their daughter back, and she was just, like, becoming crazy. So they're like, we're going to put her spirit in this doll and lock it up away. So they locked up away the doll. But then, like, ten years go by, and they're like, oh, our house is lonely. Let's open an orphanage. And all these little girls come into the house. And you know little girls like to explore. So one of them happens across the doll, and then all hell breaks loose. I won't give the rest away. You'll have to watch for yourselves. Annabelle, too. Mm-hmm. Coming at you. There was um, a girl group called Cleopatra. Oh, and really? the song was, Cleopatra, coming at you. Cleopatra, coming at you. And they must have taken months to write that. There's more of okay. to that. Cleopatra was a Greek or Roman? Egyptian. Was she married to someone? Like, I think she had something to do with um, Anthony. I think it was Mark Antony and Cleopatra were a couple. Mark Antony and Jennifer <laughs> Lopez's ex-husband. Yeah, but we're talking like prehistoric Mark Antony. He has been around for yeah. that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, okay, so the Egyptians and the Romans uh-huh. combined. Yeah, the Romans, some... I think Egypt was part of the Roman Empire at some point. Oh, see, you learn something new every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, and well, big up Jennifer Lopez for finding Mark Anthony. I know. And taking Cleopatra's leftovers. Uh-huh. Hey, guys, if you do like this podcast and you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please like, 
share, subscribe, but more importantly, button. tell a friend, mm -hmm. spread the love, mm -hmm. tell the milkman to tell the people on his round. Tell, do people have milkmans anymore? It doesn't matter. Just please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff.